0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Blackout Blowjobs, otherwise known as God's Whiteout.
1: So what have we learned, huh? Maybe we won't play their games no more. Maybe we won't listen to their lies. Maybe the only truth in this world
0: is right here. And here, and here, and here, and here, and here, just us. And maybe for tonight, we get to be our own gods. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that also thought this was a pervert hotel. <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Frank. And today we're here to talk about the bad times at the
1: El Royale.
0: Mm-hmm. I kind of liked this movie i
1: really really and this was honestly one of my favorite movie watching experiences in a very long time really yeah because you, like i remember when
0: last week i brought this up like we were gonna do this one you were kind of like oh really well we're no do i
1: just i the only reason as to why my like jerk reaction was i don't know was because you gave me such bad you were just like, it's not that good. It's like a Tarantino ripoff movie. It kind of is. And I just don't feel like that at all. I
0: kind like I feel this is very Tarantino esque. Like, I just don't. The I, only I got,
1: thing that I got like from a Tarantino standpoint was nonlinear storytelling. Yes. But that's not, like you can't, Tarantino doesn't own that. There have been countless and countless of movies since Pulp Fiction that have done non-linear storytelling. But
0: Tarantino does it the best.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He does it fantastically. Um, I got real like
0: Hateful Eight vibes from this
1: movie. And that's like the other comparison, I guess, kind of. I don't know. I think that this movie pretty much stands like in a field of its own and I think that it was done very very well. Well, that's why like I liked it a lot better because I'm the a big fan time. of the director. Um yeah. I mean he's only done one other like di- he was, he's only directed one other movie and that's Cabin in the Woods. Exactly. But I really really like Cabin in the Woods a lot. And he a wrote lot. the screenplay
0: for uh, The Martian. He
1: wrote a bunch of screenplays and
0: he, he's done the Netflix adaptations of Marvel like yeah. uh, The Defenders and Iron Fist yeah. and Daredevil and all that and then he's written a lot of episodes for Buffy the Vampire Air Slayer as well yeah well let's not talk about that all right well let's talk about who's in the film then yeah so bad times of the El Royale came out in 2018 directed uh-huh. by Drew Godard so you have a lot of people in this film There's so many I names. Know, a lot of names that like so many names. I was really excited yeah. to see so your main character is Cynthia Urovo, who plays Darlene Sweet you have Dakota Johnson in this who plays Emily you have Chris Hemsworth, who plays Billy Lee, which is a weird name to say in a sequence. You have Jeff Bridges, who I fucking love. He's, I love I mean, me some Jeff he Bridges. he does, it's always just the best. The big Lebowski. Oh, yeah. Uh, the dude abides. Yeah, he's the best. Uh, he plays Father Daniel. You have John Hamm, who plays Laramie Seymour Sullivan. <laughs> yeah. You have Nick Offerman, who plays Felix O'Kelly. Who is It's
1: such an unnecessary character. Like yep. I mean it's not unnecessary because of Jess Bridges' like arc, but like I don't know. Like you, you, could, you just don't. You, you barely. You don't even see his face. No, you, <laughs> you really. Don't There's don't no need... point for it being Nick Offerman. It could be anybody, <laughs> and, literally anybody. But I love Nick Offerman <laughs> yeah. too, so whatever. Yeah.
0: And then you have Kaylee Spenny, who plays Rose, Emily's sister. Yep.
1: And that's your main cast. That's your main cast. And the plot is it's the early 1970s, and four strangers check into the El Royale Hotel, which is basically deserted. Yeah. Um, and it's basically only being manned by this one kid like he's just like who is he, also a drug addict he's, he's <laughs> like he's a drug addict but he's like the the hotel desk clerk mm-hmm. he's the bartender he's like the maid he's just everything yeah. miles yep miles mm-hmm. and um and then basically it's just kind of it's kind of like one of those movies where it's it's not it's, it's not so much of a who done it mm-hmm. but it's more of a why are they doing no, it? No, no, no. It's just more of like uh, these people are not who they seem to be. Yeah. And then it, then it's un, It's just following all these different stories and seeing them all come together. Yeah, I mean, from the fucking start, I, from the start of this movie, I pretty much was like, I think I'm going to be in love with this. From the from opening, the opening shot. shot and just the beautiful like long taken in the car and the car going around the El Royale and the music and the color grading and all that. I was like, I mean, there is a gigantic jump in quality Mm -hmm. from drew doing cabin in the woods to el royale like you can just see like how much he's learned and like the different camera techniques and just everything that he's like there's just so much to love about just the camera work in this movie well that's why like i loved his
0: work from cabin in the woods like i thought that was a really cool take on a horror movie with like a new age spin on it Mm -hmm. so when this movie first came out and i found out it was him i was like cool and then even before that, when I just watched the trailer and I didn't know it was him, I was like, this looks fucking cool. It It, it is fucking cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I do have, like, a few things. Okay. Like, a few issues with it. All right. But, like, other than that, like, I,
1: I really enjoyed it the second time around. I very much enjoyed this movie. Again, The one of the things that I really, really liked about this movie is that it's a movie that knows that it's a movie. So, you know, the other movie that we're doing this week is very much like a film that is like kind of based like in reality and feels very real and very raw and like the dialogue in that movie is very just realistic while this movie is just straight up a hollywood film like the dialogue nobody in the world talks like how these people talk no the action set pieces are like over the top the color is 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 crazy Um, The background stories to them are absolutely insane. So this is a movie that is just straight up like, hey, you're watching a movie. Mm -hmm. And I think... I think that's something for me that was like our like a breath of fresh air because I feel like that's something that I just haven't seen in a really really long time because a lot of movies try to play it off that like it's real life or like Yeah, and you know, like it's just like it's just more or less like the the type of films that I gravitate towards are like the more like realistic dramas. And although, you know, when I when I first heard about El Royale, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be kind of like a tongue in cheek kind of yeah. like comedy you know with drama but no for the, this part this movie's actually very serious pretty much all the way through like for the most the, part yeah. like almost through its entirety like it's very very serious and it's specifically like once you get to like billy lee yeah. yeah well like that and then also like you know the murder that oh, happens yeah, yeah, yeah. in the hotel i was like oh we we went somewhere like we have gone like <laughs> down a the path. whole corner and like when, when you like discover like the the dark side of the hotel and like the tunnels and and the the two-way mirrors it's and all that hotel. i was like oh my god like this is getting like dark
0: yeah and when miles explains like i've seen one guy like get in the room with a, a dog that's tied up and it wasn't sexual but it was sexual mm-hmm. at the same time mm-hmm. and it's like oh there's a lot going on here yeah
1: and you know M- I really enjoyed Miles' character arc at the end. You know what? Like, I thought it was. I was like, what? so I thought they were going to go the route of him being a serial killer when he was like, when when he, when he was like, you know, they're like, how many people have you killed? And he's like, 128, or I think you know, I'm pretty sure yeah. he said 128. I was like, oh my god, he's crazy. <laughs> and then it goes like, oh no, he was in the war, and yeah. you know, and he I, does a
0: lot of the heroin because he has PTSD. Yeah, problems. and I
1: was like, wow, this movie is just exceeding my expectations in all. Like, I literally almost I don't really have anything bad to say about this movie i think that this is a fantastic time like i i really really want to say like you know it's it's too bad that like it's not in the theaters anymore because this is such a movie theater type of film because it's so big with all the names and Mm -hmm. like you know the, the set piece and all that like it's just such a big movie but like it is so good to just like i mean this is the type of film that like you just sit down with all your friends and just watch this shit and it's just like so fun
0: so are you saying you had a good time at the LR? I had a good time at the RIAA ah. for sure. <laughs> so I mean, one of the the only real problems that I have with
1: this film You're is... gonna say some bullshit. I'm gonna say, you some, got bullshit. Gonna say some bullshit because <laughs> I you got me so I didn't say anything, but you yeah. got me really upset when you were like you when you were like, I have one major issue with the vast of night and I'm yeah. like, Alright, what is it? And you're like, the dialogue between the two characters was a little long and I'm like, that's not a <laughs> it's a fair point to make. I'm allowed to be annoyed by that. <laughs> All right, what's your what's your? Uh, I ahead. don't like
0: Dakota Johnson. Just as an actress, yeah, just as an actress. I, I actually
1: I, just recently watched Knives Out, mm-hmm. uh, and Don Johnson, her dad, is in it. Do you know who Don Johnson is? You you would know him. So he's in Django. He's like the one where uh, where when they first show up to um, not Candyland, but the one before that when they're going looking for the Brittle oh, Brothers, yeah, yeah. and like Don Johnson's up there like in the big white suit.
0: And, yes. Yes. And, you yes, know, yes. Okay. That
1: guy, like mm-hmm. that—that's Dakota Johnson's father. And um, I don't know. I really like Don Johnson a lot as an actor. Mm-hmm. And Dakota is somebody who you. All right. Look, this is totally like sidetracked. <laughs> but like, you want to watch literally the most uncomfortable.
0: I've watched 50 interview. Of Grey, no, 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 no. no oh, okay. No. One of the
1: most uncomfortable like interviews ever mm-hmm. is watch Dakota Johnson on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Because the one thing that I respect about Dakota was like she held her ground and she was like Ellen was like giving her shit and then she was just giving it right back to her. And it was like uncomfortable. Like if there was no audience in that in like if there was nobody there, that was a straight up argument. Like it was really, really uncomfortable. Um, But then I don't know. Like I I don't really have like a preference about her. Like I don't really have feeling towards her. I've never seen the Fifty Shades of Grey films. Is that her? Yeah, that's her. Oh, all I know about the Fifty Shades of Grey films is that, like, her and the guy who was, like, playing Grey, like, hated each other.
0: Yeah, they bang, and there's a weird sex dungeon, but whatever. The issue that I have with Dakota Johnson is she always—how she delivers her line. She always seems like she immediately forgot her line (laughs) and then just remembered it, (laughs) like, right as she's about to say it. All right. So I have an issue with her. I mean, and she's just kind of, like, bland as an actress. Like, the way that she delivers— is almost like every role she's just kind of like she's two seconds away from crying or
1: screaming yeah she I guess there's there's almost like this uh uh what's her name from Twilight Uh, Uh, Kristen Kristen Stewart Bell yeah Stewart yeah Yeah, Kristen Stewart kind of thing where it's like I don't really have like a I don't really care or I don't really dislike or like Kristen Stewart but everything that I've seen her in she's kind of just been like this bland actress that always just kind of is just deliver it's you know kind of like what's his name fucking uh, uh ryan gosling where it's just like oh, always the same just yeah. like always the same character and everything the for the most part even drive um, which we liked he just i like was, drive yeah. yeah but he was kind of bland in it yeah, but see that's the thing like i mean we already had this discussion where it's like is that is that ryan gosling or is that the character that he's supposed to be playing mm-hmm. like i'm not sure if, if he's like always just getting you know roles that require <laughs> him to be, like, super I don't know how he keeps getting rolled. <laughs> um, anyway, back yeah. to El Royale. Yeah. So that's, like, your major thing is just Dakota?
0: Dakota, and I had a small issue with the nonlinear time frames in the film. Okay. I just felt like it kind of jumped around a little too much, and at least, like, the first time watching it, it mm-hmm. kind of just didn't seem like it correlated very well with one another. Mm-hmm. Like, when you have the whole thing of John Ham's character like going around and like debugging everything. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And then it just immediately jumps to Darlene's backstory and then it jumps back. Yeah. And like now Darlene and uh, Jeff Bridges are in the car and Well yeah, but that's nonlinear John... storytelling. Well yes, that's I what know Pulp Fiction. Did. I know. But like <laughs> Pulp Fiction just did it in a way that like it all kind of made sense. And like at least the first time watching it, it didn't make sense too too much to me the second time around watching it i knew what i was kind of in for so uh-huh. it made a little bit more sense so i think if anything the major problem that i have is you need to kind of like you might need to watch it a second time around you to need really, to pay attention shut up <laughs> <laughs> i can pay attention i can i can play candy crush and watch uh, a movie yeah, at the same I time I, I don't know
1: i disagreed i was like very like intrigued and i thought that the backstories were really interesting like i i was genuinely invested in in pretty much every character.
0: Well, yeah, no, like the the actual backstories I was interested in, yeah. like Darlene's whole character of being a singer, and one of my favorite shots in this film is when Seymour finds the like the back tunnel, basically yeah. of all the rooms, and he's watching he's, her sing. Yeah, he's watching her sing. Like he flips on the volume and then just keeps it's just going so beautiful. Through. Yeah, that right. voice
1: oh man she is the dude the my the, the soundtrack in this movie
0: is awesome is so good <laughs> one of and and one of the songs that from this film i added to my playlist was the song hush by deep purple yeah when later on when Billy Lee shows up, yeah, and yeah. he's just got that fucking awesome, like, wiggle dance yeah, move. Yeah, yeah.
1: So that, uh, that's actually, like, the only thing that I didn't truly care for too, too much. Was Billy Lee. Was Billy Lee's character. I just felt... I mean, obviously, it's very much, like, a Manson-esque man. Oh, yeah, man, like, And you can't really... You can't really avoid that, making any movie with a cult leader. Yeah. Like, especially when, like, the hairstyle, and this movie was taking place in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And... Just the whole like hippie vibe of all of it, and you know, like then then they go to like the story of him at his like camp, yeah. And it's very much just camp, Manson, quotation yeah. Marks. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very much just you know, like it's Charles Manson pretty much to a T. Yeah, I'm not sure if if he was, like, really trying to play into that, if that's, like, what he was going for or if it was just supposed to be a hippie leader and you're just like, yeah, you're, you're going to compare it to Charles Manson no matter what. But that's um, why, like, Chris Hemsworth did a really good job in it, though. Yeah, I think that Hemsworth did a really good job. It's the only movie I don't... I've actually never seen him outside of any Marvel film and yeah. I've never seen really any Marvel films, so... That's why, like... I mean, <laughs> and who is... He's Thor, right? He's Thor. Okay. That's
0: really... Same thing. Like, the only thing that I've ever really seen him in is Thor and then this movie. Yeah. And I thought when this movie came out and they showed that, like, Chris Hemsworth was in it, I was like, wow, this is a really nice take where it shows, once again, like, an actor can't just be binded down to, like, yeah. something. Like, same thing with Robert Pattinson. Okay, yeah. Like, same thing with Robert Pattinson. Like, he can break away from Twilight yeah. and do crazy stuff like Good Times in The Lighthouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I just feel like, I don't know. It was just, like, a storyline that I think, like, at the end of the movie... It's something that really like elevated it mm-hmm. to a point where I was like, whoa, like yeah, this what is fun. this is where we are now. I don't know. I, I guess it was just his background of like watching like him do the cult stuff that mm-hmm. for me, it wasn't that I didn't enjoy it at all. It was just like. I don't know. I guess at that point, because he's he's a character that comes in right at the end. So, like, I'm not invested in him at all. I don't know him at all. So, I was, like, so invested with all these other characters. And then it's like, oh, wait, here's a 15-minute thing about this guy now. And I just didn't really care for him as much as I cared about everybody else.
0: Yeah, because he kind of comes in as a connection to Rose and Emily. Right. So, without them, you have no need for Billy Lee. Right. But, I mean, it was cool, though. Yeah, it, it added, like... An actual antagonist to the film Mm -hmm. where you could have gotten away with it just being like the hotel itself. Yeah. And kind of playing off like, what does everything mean and what does the the film reel have on it yeah Which, right who's on it one of my favorite things about this f- yeah i have a theory i i think it's really cool how kind of like the briefcase in pulp fiction yeah. where they just didn't explain it yeah yeah and i think that always kind of adds like a little mystery and yeah. intrigue it's like, to who it. could it be yeah and honestly i think it's uh jfk
1: that's what i was thinking that's that's honestly what i was thinking mm-hmm. um, it
0: might be jfk and marilyn monroe yeah and they just kind of don't elaborate yeah on that's kind of
1: that's actually my my when i was watching the movie i was like that's fucking jfk yeah like, for sure because of like his past with like all of like the weird conspiracy stuff and and the Marilyn monroe stuff and all that and you're just like yeah you you were definitely like it like i like jfk as a president like I, he was like in my opinion like one of the better I, ones I, yeah for sure um i really, really like jfk a lot but uh definitely like shady stuff like mafia yeah, and absolutely. all that type of stuff the only um, thing
0: that doesn't support it though is like when Billy Lee's looking at it, and he's like, is that who I think it is? And he says that it's somebody who's dead. Yeah. But at that point, everybody already knew about, like, JFK and Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. So it kind of had up, but it, yeah. it leads you to believe yeah. that it's JFK. I don't know. I think it,
1: I think it is. I want to believe it is. I want to believe it is, yeah. too. Um, Jeff Bridges. G- oh, thank you. I was just about to talk about him. <laughs> God, I fucking love that man. He's so good. And yeah. I
0: love him in this film for having, like, the Alzheimer's. timers and, yeah. like, pretending to be a priest and his reasonings for yeah i thought
1: i thought him and miles had a really good dynamic yes like miles wanting to like confess and like kind of like renounce all of his sins and and just like make his way into heaven because he is a catholic or a christian whatever it is yeah and it Um, passes
0: off so well because like by the end you find out that like he was in i'm assuming vietnam yeah and he just wants to repent and Jeff Bridges just keeps going like
1: man I'm not a fucking priest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, at the end he he, he lets him, you know, he does all the sins and all that. Um but yeah, I mean Jeff Bridges' character, I thought was really really cool. I and I really liked his dynamic with the singer. Yes, she, with uh Darlene. Yeah, Dar- him and Darlene where it's just like, I don't know, man, I, I don't know like I, I just love the chemistry hmm. between them two. i really thought that they were like really great especially like
0: i like the pie conveyor belt the pie conveyor belt <laughs> was really cool right
1: um and you know the whole uh, the whole thing of of when when he finally like confesses like his whole background and, yeah. and and they go okay you know he's like i'm gonna make you a part of this and then she's singing and then he's like behind the bed waiting for her to clap and then that's when he's like breaking the floorboards and all that it's i a, was like man this is really fucking cool it's a great scene but it doesn't make sense it doesn't make. and i was gonna say and, that and it doesn't really make because sense
0: because why would they need to like go in rhythm to make it seem like nothing's happening yeah if they don't know, they don't know about the two-way mirror yeah they don't know about the two-way mirror and they don't think that anything fucking shady is really happening yeah. other than everybody's cars
1: <laughs> Got like cut. I mean, the only thing I guess that you could be thinking of is just that somebody knows about the money. Well, not even that. It's just more or less like they're, you know, like she's just been like her whole thing is like her singing in this room. Yeah. So not so much a two way mirrors. It's just they don't want to have, you know, he's hiding behind those beds. So if like maybe somebody looks through a window, it's just her singing. And if somebody's listening through the walls or anything like that, nobody will hear anything. So, I don't know, I guess it's just more of like an incognito thing, but they do play it off where it's like, because Dakota Johnson shows up and she's watching them through the two-way mirror, so they're, they are playing it off where it's like, they're aware that this is a two-way mirror, yeah. and they're trying to make it seem like, very like, oh, we're not doing anything in here at all. So, I agree, but yeah. I thought it was cool. It was a cool scene, it yeah. just it didn't really make sense as
0: to the reason why they yeah. did it, but yeah. still... Fantastic chemistry between the two. Yeah. You have anything else? Well, yeah, yeah. Oh my okay. god, I have so much. No, okay, go, go, go. <laughs> um,
1: I really, really liked you know, when when he's gonna like poison her. Oh, yeah. well, no, And she is just he, it's, he... not, oh, it's not poisoning, well, he's just gonna knock her out. Yes. It's like whatever. But she uh, like Rohipnol like or something. Stuff? Yeah. And and she just rolls up with a fucking bottle yeah. real quick. And when you when she hits him, I was like, I was not expecting this at all. I wasn't expecting it either. I was like,
0: what the fuck, man? (laughs) Yeah. And it it was kind of like, damn, you knew like that quickly? Yeah. Because they have like a very odd chemistry at the same time where, yes, they they work very well together and off each other. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the times, too, it almost feels like really uncomfortable, even though there's nothing that shows that there should be uncomfortability. Yeah. And that's what I kind of liked throughout the first half of the film before you learn everything because it kind of sets this tone where it's like nobody's really trustworthy and you're yeah. s- you're, you're uncomfortable with the character yeah
1: so that's sort of like playing off of that you know when when you're following Seymour John Hamm's character I was like oh okay he's going to be the lead like he's the lead yeah and I really admire a d- director who can do it well enough where they lead you to believe that this is the main actor and then they kill him off. And you're like, wait a minute now, where the fuck do we go from here? Because I was led to believe from, you know, my first time watching it, I was like, okay, he's going to be like our guy. Like he's going to be the one that is uncovering everything. And we're going to be following him, discovering all of this. Mm. And that's just not what happens. I mean, when he gets killed, which first off is badass, because I really liked how they didn't do the stereotypical, Hollywood moment where it's like a standoff or it was like a, you know he was going to give a long speech or blah, blah blah he was just like wait a minute and then she just fucking <laughs> blows him away yeah and then that reveals the
0: two-way mirror and that reveals the two-way
1: mirror and then you have Miles oh, back man. there that when he gets kid, shot man. in the face I mean it was insane that poor kid is getting fucked over left <laughs> and right in this film um so I really really like that it took me off guard i was yeah. like whoa i wasn't expecting John Hamm to just get like just to die like you know 25 30 minutes into the film
0: yeah because you have like this backstory where like he's an fbi agent and like because i was excited daughter. for that yeah
1: i was really excited for that because i was like going, oh this is gonna be cool yeah
0: he's going in to solve like what really has been going on at this hotel yeah and then you have like the small instance where like he calls his daughter And now you have something to really like tie it in where it's like okay we can feel for this character yeah yeah and then they just fucking fucking take him away
1: and you're just like fuck all right now who do we go so I mean I don't know I guess there's a little bit more yeah I do too but at the same time I'm not upset with the choice because I think that I think that pretty much having like Jeff Bridges kind of be like the main actor and you know. I'm happy. I was happy with that. Yeah. And I thought that, you know, at the ending, you know, like uh, not, well, yeah, like the the true ending of this movie where he goes to the bar. Oh, yeah. And, and, uh, casino know, and yeah. then Darlene is, Darlene is sitting there. there and she's, you know, like about to perform for the first time, what seems like forever or whatever it is. And, you know, it seems like they, like they, they got away with their money. They split their money. So now it kind of just like, oh, she's actually doing this just because like she genuinely loves it. Not because she like needs the money right now. Yeah. And and i don't know him just sitting there and and like watching her and then like the the hand comes up and grabs the mic and it ends i was like that was a perfect ending you could not have ended this movie any better
0: i was okay like had they done it where the hotel's on fire and they shut the door i was okay that with was that, ending, that was cool yeah but i did like the ending with grabbing yeah the i microphone. loved it so
1: much and then miles being a fucking sharpshooter was so cool
0: (laughs) when he kicks up the dude it was so
1: cool i was like yo this movie is so fun yeah i was so invested i was like man this is this is really one of like the most fun times i've had watching a movie and i was by myself Mm. and i was like just smiling like ear like ear to ear i was like this is such a fun fucking movie man because miles you know He when he when he like, you know, kicks up the gun, like loads it and like unjams it and all that and just starts fucking taking a headset out. I was like, Oh shit. Like (laughs) where we fucking go. And then and then he gets stabbed. And I was like, "Oh no!" I right? I'm just like so emotionally invested into Miles now. I'm like, "No, and then he please dies, don't like, kill." Right him.
0: in between. Yeah, right
1: in between this. St- oh God, man! I really, I love this movie. I'm glad you liked it. I really, really, I'm really, I'm did. really surprised yeah, that you did. I had a like really, it. really, really good time with this movie. Um, I highly recommend watching it if you haven't seen it. I think that it is a true blast. Um i don't know i really don't know like how you could dislike (laughs) this movie movie. (laughs) no 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 not that it's just like i don't know how you dislike it like there's so many names yeah it's it's edited so well the music is amazing the color grading is beautiful the direction is, is is immaculate like all of it's just it's all just there's nothing like really working against this movie
0: i think like originally it was just because it had such a comparison to quentin tarantino for you yes for me it felt it felt like a knockoff but like if you go into this movie which i did the second time around just going into it as like pretend that quentin tarantino didn't exist god forbid (laughs) god forbid (laughs) and you just kind of go into this film and you could be like i could see this man making eight more movies yeah yeah nonsense yeah man i
1: was into it i was really really into it yeah i'm glad you liked I, i had a really good time with it so uh thanks for the uh for the recommendation for that anytime buddy uh, Zach, you, do you have a another recommendation? I have a singular recommendation. a singular recommendation. So I
0: found something on YouTube that I think you would actually really enjoy too. And it is a YouTube channel called Postmodern Jukebox. Okay. So what this channel is, and at this point, they've been on YouTube for like years now. And they have fucking mm. hundreds of I episodes. think I know what this is. You might. They do they, like They do like uh, 1920s, covers. 1950s yeah. style of songs that are out. Yeah, yeah, yeah so you have justin bieber songs you have led zeppelin songs you have like cream you have fucking like avril lavigne (laughs) um you have like countless different songs and countless different artists and these people do them in a 1920s kind of like jazz vibe yeah yeah and it's really awesome because you'll be singing along with it and you'll pick up, like, how the beats are going to go, and you're like, wow, this is fucking genius how easy it is to turn any song into, like, this style of music. Yeah. And they do the whole nine yards, like, they dress up, and they have, like, everybody playing the instruments, and you can see everything, and they're doing, like, the dance moves of yeah. the time era. And it's just really cool to see, because if you love throwbacks like that, yeah, and you yeah. love that type of music... To listen to fucking Down With The Sickness by Disturbed, but in a jazzy vibe. <laughs> it's cool. Like, you weren't expecting it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Cool. Awesome. Frank, you uh, you know what you want to do next? I know what I want to do next. Next, I don't know when this, movie, when this is coming out, but the following episode from this one <laughs> will be a movie called Manchester by the Sea. Uh,
0: I feel like I know this movie.
1: <laughs> and uh, that's it
0: um so zach take us out all right guys frank thank you everybody thank you for listening now frank shit happens get the whiskey